We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Folks, 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 welcome to Mavs Party. I apologize for making you wait for a few minutes, but much like Luka Doncic, I needed a recovery beer. Or in my circumstances, a recovery vodka soda. Here we are. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's a little after 11 o'clock on Tuesday, December 27th. And folks, we just witnessed history. And we're going to get together to hang out and talk about witnessing history. Because you know what? We may never and likely will never see a game like that again in history. Okay? Basketball history. I'm going to look for the Tim McMahon tweet because (laughs) this damn thing made me laugh out loud. NBA teams were zero and 13,884 in the last 20 seasons when trailing by at least nine with 35 or fewer seconds remaining. Luka Doncic and the Mavericks pulled off a miracle. Shout out to Tim McMahon. Shout out to everyone who was yelling at me for a tweet that I had when the Mavericks were were, uh, uh, down nine with 45 seconds left. Um, Folks, I, I, I am, I am um, to, 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 to summon my, my friend, uh, Kevin O'Connor, I am pumped and jacked and I, I don't know what to do with myself. So here's what we're going to do. You guys who want to come up and talk here, I want you uh, to, to come up and get your takes off. We're going to relish this opportunity. First, I'm going to invite my friend. Um, let me see here. I saw it in the chat and then it went away. There he is. My man, Jason Gallagher up here first, because I'm sure he wants to go to sleep. Jason, what's up, my guy? What? How you doing? Oh. 
I guess he just kicked himself off stage. That's an outstanding way to uh, to to start the show. All right, let's go. Oh man, we got a ton of people in here. Okay, Jason, let's try it again. You there? Hit the unmute button when you come out of the chat. I know, I know. For some reason, I couldn't hear you. I'm here. Oh, there we go. What's up, man? You know, much like that uh, Dallas Mavericks victory, there were some stumbles along the way, but I'm there here. are. But I'm here. Um, oh my God, Kirk. Oh my god! I'm so glad I'm not going to work tomorrow. Like oh I am god. vibrating. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to settle down until like several, several YouTube videos. Um, I. I just. I just. That th- this is. This is. This is. This is unlike any other night of basketball I've watched. It was insane. It was stupid. Um, it was. The whole time, you know, telling my wife, like, there's, there's just no way this team, bunch of, you know, whatever, you know, I was saying the worst things possible. Well, they were Luka. getting beat. Well, they were getting and... beat. But then Luca didn't, I mean, oh, you know, overlooked in all of this, had two consecutive turnovers that made me like just oh, so annoyed. And then he pulls off this shit and you just kind of go like, all right, he's, oh, yeah. he's amazing. Well, the, the crazy part for me was that yeah. I had I had already, you know, I take notes during games, and I was fully prepared to come and talk to Josh Bowe and say, look, yeah. when you're missing your three best defenders and you're playing a team that's big and physical like the Knicks, yeah. you're basically playing with fire. And the Knicks, though, they ended up shooting, like, 32% from three. Sure. They were ter- – like, they just cooked Dallas from three for the first three quarters, and yeah. then it just stopped. Yeah, I mean, but it, yeah, I mean, and that's just that's just the way that the NBA has sort of been this year. Specifically, if you're watching the Dallas Mavericks, I mean, we we see it on the other end. It's like some games, you know. Uh, I I don't remember who has the chart. Who tweets the chart. That's Josh. Like, yeah, Josh, exactly. And it's it, it, it in the Knicks uh, suffered the inverse of that, and and thankfully. You know, Dallas fouled the right guys. I kind of can't believe. <laughs> I kind of can't believe that um, the Knicks rode with the strategy of of getting their the ball to to their most inexperienced players, and like that was just it's just wild. But um, yeah, all in all, what a night, you know. Well, this, this is, is huge this is why for... we remain optimistic, Kirk. Because yeah, here's yeah. the deal. Here's the deal. A little preview of a podcast we might <laughs> do is that. Nobody in the West is awesome. You know, maybe a full-strength Clippers team is awesome, but nobody in the West is awesome. When you have such a freak show like Luka, I kind of, like, think that you have as good a chance as any. Now, obviously, roster improvements are absolutely necessary, but we have a guy that gives us a chance every single time. And, you know, in the drudge of the season that that can suck, you know, especially when you see, you know, Reggie Bullock miss – uh, you know, another three pointer. It, it sucks, but like Luca, Luca, you know, gives you a chance for for something. And I, I don't know. We're, we're we are a lucky franchise simply because of that guy, which is insane. And he's bailing out a lot of really, you know, uh, people that I don't really agree with their decisions. But damn it, I'm very glad that he's on our team. Love it. I, I I'm really. I hope nobody like died tonight from like like that like that's one of those games that would actually cause a heart attack and i I understand it if you're 
you know, one of those fans who left the game with 33 seconds left. I, I knew a whole bunch of people who had a suite. I have yet to, no one's answered <laughs> me whether they left early. Um, my God, what a game. Well, Jason, thanks for, for kicking us off. Hey, man, anytime. And uh, I, I'm just I'm just glad we're all feeling good, feeling positive. So let's right. take this into the new year. Yeah, I'm right. Thanks for talking. Yeah. buddy. See you, brother. All right. We're going to hang out all night. I ain't going to work tomorrow. And there's 20 of you waiting in the chat. So uh, coming up next, local uh, man who travels to <laughs> from 90 hours away. Chris, man, this, this is one, this is one game that I would want to go to so bad. The tickets were expensive, but yeah, it is kind of a weekday. It's kind of hard for me to do this, but man, I was about to go into the session uh, expecting a group therapy and, and was going to ask who the hell is Quentin Grimes? He's oh. a guy we want on our team is the answer. That dude's dope. Damn. Yeah, I know. I just, it seemed like another one of those things where we're playing a team that was just missing its start, which the Knicks are a decent team. Um, they're 500, kind of like, you know, somewhat our team. I'm we're, we're at three games over 500 now though. Um, but yeah, they were missing Brunson and then Barrett. I, uh, it's just I cannot believe uh, this is game. We could just not get over that hump. I, I just 33 seconds left down nine. You, you're just like, that's guaranteed a loss. I mean, and like you were saying, we're NBA teams are oh and 18,000, whatever it is. It's just, uh, yeah, it's the, the odds are in your favor. Uh, I, I'm like speechless. I'm not even looking at a box scores. I don't care. I know we probably got out rebounded. Then I know the Knicks shot more threes than us tonight and they, and they, and they made more threes, but. I mean, Luca is Luca, so I. No, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah, and just the way they just—I don't know—missing that free throw, it just everything worked out perfectly. And there was the margin of error was just not there. You just had to do everything perfectly in the last thirty seconds, and this makes up for that Thunder game. You know, I thought being down fourteen with four minutes to go was a bad loss, but damn, this has to be an all-time comeback, like for how how many seconds were left i mean th- this is this is nuts so and this is great for us because we're on a four-game winning streak right now and we got the rockets twice and the spurs coming up i mean this is <laughs> a potential shit, seven, game, seven game winning streak i mean this is awesome so just keep winning I, I i don't even care if there was negatives about the game i know it was just tough that they, they were just getting a lot of threes on us and uh i, I don't even know I, I i can't even think right now i'm still shaking so I'll let somebody else come up. There's a lot of people waiting. I'm just glad they won. Go masks. That's right, my man. All right. Thanks for hanging out. Ooh. All right. We're going to get our, our everybody's favorite man whose phone honks when he talks, Mr. Dodang. What's going on, dude? You've watched a lot of Mavericks basketball. Have you ever seen anything like approaching that kind of bullshit? Find the, find the unmute button. That was, Aaron there Davis. he is. That was, holy cow. I'm, I was about to turn the TV off, and then, holy cow, I just can't believe it. Luka just willed this. I mean, the guy plays with such joy. How about that dance? Oh, my God. That dance, he's going he's gonna to live to regret that thing. That's going to be around till he's a 1,000, like, till he's 100 years old. It's going to be in his Hall of Fame. It's going to be his Hall of Fame video. As Latan says in the chat, dance. <laughs> I love it. Man, this is utter joy. I mean, this is the way basketball is supposed to be. You know, this is amazing. I don't know what's going to happen for the future, but this is the best thing that happened, I don't know, since we since we got to the finals last year. This is amazing. I mean, what a turnaround. He's willed us to victories against the Rockets and this team. This is amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think my favorite part of it. So we will just, I'll use the, the, the online community tends to like bitch and I I'm certainly a part of it about lots of stuff. My favorite was the three man boot, the Mavericks run. So, so Mark Followell, Jeff skin Wade and Harper just laughing. Like they, they didn't have anything to say. They're just laughing. And that's how I felt. That's how we felt. Like you just watch this and you're going to, you know, if, if you didn't watch this game, this is the sort of game you lie to your friends about years from now. Oh, yeah. I watched Luke score 60, you know, <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out, buddy. You got anything else for us? No, Kurt. I really appreciate you doing these, you know, it's, it's great that we're not bitching about a loss. That's right. That's right. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. All right, coming up next, man, we're going we're gonna to get to every single person in here. So if you want to talk, if you're a little reluctant to talk, if you've never talked before, I very much want you to come up on stage and talk. Wow. Oh, my God. Blast from my past. John Thornton, what's going on, my guy? I've not talked to you in, like, years. What's up? It's been a minute, Kirk. How are you? I am good. I'm going to be hungover tomorrow. And you know what? That's okay. Recovery beer. It's a recovery beer. Um, I am like walking around my parents' neighborhood right now. Like, I was at the game. I was there. Wow. And uh, I don't. Um, so, uh, so I went with my dad to the game, and uh, we, the first time I ever went to a Mavs game uh, at the American Airlines Center, I went with my dad when I was uh, like ten or eleven. Or we draft Dirk when I was 11. And I remember asking my dad in the car on the ride home from church, who do we draft? And he goes, I don't know, some German guy. <laughs> and it turns out that German guy was pretty good. And uh, the first game we went to, we just went on a whim. It was Mavs Kings, uh, like when the American Airlines, 2001. And so right we, after it opened, basically. Yeah, it was, the, it was the first year it opened. It was the first wow. year it was open. And we went and we bought tickets from a scalper and they were like 70 bucks a piece and uh and we were two rows from the top in the corner and as we're sitting there waiting for the game uh these guys came up to us and i swear to god i'm sorry the story's going somewhere i don't care i love it <laughs> okay so so we're we're there and we're just like we're happy to be there it's it, we're like it's gonna be great uh and these two college kids come to us and they go are these your seats and we're like, we just bought fake tickets. This was when, like, people sold tickets outside of games. Yep. Like, half Before the listeners the cop, don't yeah. understand that, like, you had paper tickets that you, like, purchased. <laughs> Youths. Yeah. And so, and we're like, we just bought fake tickets. And these guys go, no, no, no. Like, we've got some extra tickets down there. And they point, like, towards the court. I mean, they, you know, towards the court. And so my dad and I start going down. And we're sit- we wind up sitting 10 rows back, watch the Mavs Kings sitting on the free throw line. Uh, it was a great game. They scored like 110 points, which was this was also when that was like a mm. barn burner uh, of a game. And um, and we bought those like right on the steps of the Victory Plaza. Like that's where we bought the tickets. And since then, my dad and I have gone to so many games. Uh, we, we've watched the Mavericks is what we talk about every week. Um, we went to the first ever Mavs finals game together. Uh which was we were like they they're gonna pull this out like it didn't look good but they're gonna like they're gonna do it, um, 
And like throughout the years, I'm like when Dirk, when they won in 2011, I called my dad in tears. Um, and this, the last time I saw my dad uh, when he was doing really well was in March. We went to the Mavs game in Charlotte. I live in North Carolina. Right. And, uh, and, and since then he's been dealing with some really like some physical health issues, but then some really bad, like mental health mm. issues. And, uh, we had a friend that gave us tickets tonight, and like all I wanted to do was go with my dad. So he went too. He went tonight. That's yeah, fucking fantastic. Oh, hey, so like, like at three thirty this afternoon, because of his like some of the anxiety he's dealing with and Same, all that, yeah. he he said like I don't think I can do it. I don't think I want to go. And I I looked him in the eyes and I said, Dad, it would mean so much to me if you would go to this game. And he did. And it was me and him and my brother-in-law. And uh, did not help his anxiety. <laughs> not to make light of it, but my God, I can't imagine watching that game without anxiety issues. Yeah, his anxiety is not like sports related. <laughs> and and but I was like so I would like I for like two hours I was like I was convinced he wasn't gonna go and like I was gonna go to the game and like Kirk, all I wanted to do was take a picture with my dad next to the statue. Outstanding. Like, and and I was like, if that's all we get, like that's it. Like he's, yeah. he, I know he's dealing with a lot, and it's really hard. And uh, and like we watched Dirk play so many games. I, mean, I remember this game where he like when Dirk dumped in like seventeen in the fourth quarter against the Raptors, where it was like every time down, like Dirk is going to score. And I remember high fiving my dad. I remember like and being there, and we got a picture next to the statue, and then like, and then we got to watch this game tonight. Like we, like I got to be there, like with my dad, for this game, and like I, it it is so much. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. It it was, it was so cool. It's a, it's a it's, it is a moment that will like to to Sports, go from like so- standing underneath that statue five feet from where we bought our first tickets to our first Mavs game together. To like watching Luca do what he did to just pulling the Mavericks to victory yeah. the way that Dirk did so many times. And like you talk about hanging out with your kid, watching sports that's like right. that. That's what it is. Like it, it, I, I will. I, I went from I was crying this afternoon because I, I had thought I had really lost my dad sure. uh, because he's dealing with it a lot. And I, I thought he wasn't going to go to this game with me. I thought I was going to have to go basically by myself and we went and we got to watch one of the coolest things I've ever seen for the Dallas Mavericks that we've been rooting for and watching and dedicated to for 20 plus years. That's right. And, and, uh, and that's it. That's, that's really all I've got. Like I am, I'm, I'm walking around my parents' neighborhood, the neighborhood I grew up in right now. And I, I don't even it's something I want to write about. I want to think about for the. Well, if you'd like, the, to I'll have it for it. the rest of my life. If you'd like to write about it, I also have a website, um, <laughs> which you would be free to submit to. Uh, man, I I can't can't you know can't thank you enough for sharing the story. Sports is, is, is just it's one of these things that occasionally touches in the spiritual. And tonight was one of those nights. It, it it really it it did for me. He he felt like he was back to my dad again, and uh, and and I don't know. I, I I've I've got nothing else. I've got nothing else. I'll I'll hop well, enjoy off. Enjoy the walk. It's really cold. 
<laughs> it's not that bad. It's not. I live in North Carolina now. It's not. It's, this is fine. Well, I'm a big sissy. <laughs> man, thank you for hanging out. I really appreciate you coming up and sharing that story. Of course, man. Yeah, right. appreciate what Talk you soon. do. Yeah. All right, everybody else, good luck coming up after John. Most likely, what you're going to have to say might suck. That said, I'm going to bring up somebody who I can know will bring the heat. My man, Ruben. Ruben. Oh, man. Up? You you got, I got big <laughs> shoes. <laughs> it sucks, bro. <laughs> John, man, I'm, I'm so glad him and his dad had that moment, though. Like, that, right. like, just, I watched this entire game, um, just like the ups and downs. And like literally, um, I think it was a moment where Luca was kind of like screaming at the rest, like for an eight second call. And uh, was it um, uh, Randall went down there and scored? At that point, like my so whole like man. I'm like I'm like I'm getting ready for uh, Mavs uh, therapy room, and then uh, uh, like what uh, was it? Seawood brings it up the court, gives it to Timmy. Timmy gives it back to him, and he hits a uh, Seawood hits a deep three with twenty like twenty five seconds are left on the clock, and we're down like a, by like nine or ten or something like that. And it looked like everybody kind of woke up, like oh, even I woke up a little bit, like oh shit, um, that usually doesn't happen. Okay, I'm not gonna get too high. And then the, our three best players brought it home. The next possession, uh, I think Luca took a uh, hit a two. N- uh, next possession, um, then we hit a, a deep three, and just wheels start turning. But nobody was ready for what we were about to see Luca do. It, this I thought it didn't even graze the rim when I first saw it. I was like, oh shit, they're gonna blow this off. And then he gets the ball back, and it it looked better than when he hit that like leaning three in Memphis. It looked better, like it looked more difficult than that. He had bodies all on him, and when he got up and started jumping and smiling, like if you were watching that game, everybody had that same feeling. Like go, go he back was, and watch if you get the end up turning tomorrow. Go watch the clip. It's it's like what kept happening to the Mavericks against the Clippers two years ago, where like Dwight and and Porzingis would like are like basically inadvertently fight over a ball because there's two Knicks, both of them have their hands on the ball and Luca ends up with it. It's it's that that's that's wizardry. And then and then uh, you know Javel is under the two Knicks, and I guess he got it by like a finger or a fingernail or something, and. Like he didn't even like Luca didn't even have time to actually fully grab the ball. No, and that's why when he when he you see him fucking around, he's not fucking around. <laughs> that's the worst part. It's like you see him screwing around in pregame and just throwing shots at the rim. That's why he makes that stuff because he earnest practices it. It was just like one like in a, a put up to put up a stat line like that. Like we never seen like. People are gonna compare that stat line to Luca and Luca only, and that's that's what's so mind blowing about it. And I just uh, and I'll get off uh, so other people can talk. But I, the things that I did love to see were, there, were were our three best players bring it home, and just to see the reaction of players on other teams on Twitter. I love seeing that shit. I don't know why. Like I love players giving respect when respect is due. Um, and it just, it was just a, a crazy Tuesday night. I'll let other people go up, go Mavs. Let's go, That's baby. Right. That's right. Thanks so much, Ruben. Appreciate you following John up, which is a tough fall. So 
First, I got my man Josh Bow on stage, co co editor in chief here at MavsMoneyBall.com. The man, our best writer by far, one of the best Mavs writers and podcasters in the entire Dallas community. He's up here on stage. I got to read you guys this tweet. So you guys know that that Joel Embiid works with Drew Hanlon, who's like a renowned NBA like skills coach. Apparently, he's a great guy, like top notch, one of one kind of guy. He also tweets like really sad fanboy like angry like angry star wars fan bullshit he tweeted this tonight luca was incredible tonight and has been all season so fun to watch but to show how biased the media is here are some facts joel Embiid is averaging more points more rebounds more blocks a higher field goal percentage higher free throw percentage and his team has a better record than luca drew my man here's the thing shut the fuck up no one cares josh how are you I'm good. How are you doing? I'm salty. I'm drinking a nice just, tall drink. I feel great. Yeah, we just we just talked, so let's talk some more. Let's talk some more. I'm uh, going to keep you up on stage as I invite people up here. So what's up? That's fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to to write a column about this Luca story. I just edited our stats and recap, and I don't. <laughs> it's so funny. We talked in Slack earlier today about how we were like, man. What else is there, before the game started, like, what else is there to say about this team? Like, just in terms of being people that write and talk and podcast about the team, like, the wins are the same, the losses are the same, and it's very funny that something like this so incredible happens, and I'm still kind of like, what do I say? Because I've never seen it before. And it's just, uh, you know how sometimes you can just kind of feel it? I don't know if you sense this too, but when Luca got that and one, uh, with like 20 seconds left or whatever it was and got pushed in the back. I think I was kind of like raised an eyebrow and I was like, I think something weird is about to happen. And you, you're good at that though. Weird, but so yeah, I don't know. I kind of always do it. So it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter. Yeah. But the problem is, is like, this is not a problem, but when you have a player like Dirk, <laughs> then you have a player like Luca, there's this sense of inevitability that comes with it. Okay. This yes. is must, this, this just must've been what it felt like to have, 2001 Kobe and Shaq like that fence that like that feeling of inevitability that is incredible I love it that's why we yeah. watch every and, game yeah um yeah you watch it for this uh that final game time shot kind of was like the kind of felt like the two-point version of that three he made in Portland his rookie season remember that game time three that he kind of just threw up uh, from the baseline that teardrop, like it's yep. like you said earlier. It's like one of those things. Like he just practices it, and it's he has the most unreal touch in NBA history. I feel like like anything inside the arc, and he can make it from any type of angle, launch point, coverage. Like it's just yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't I love it. Well, hang up out here. I'm going to invite other people yeah, up, okay. and you can chime in as we go. Uh, first, my man, um, Jose. Uh, Jose, how you doing? I'm doing well, Kurt. Thanks for bringing me up, man. How you uh, I'm good. I just I've been drinking some coffee right now, uh, but you know, Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie came up when it really mattered, and as bad as they were, or Christian Wood being really good in the first half and kind of just disappearing and being able to make an impact in overtime is exactly the type of buy-in we need for, from him. And I hope this is giving some type of 
you know, reassurance that that he's going to stick around and and become a liable asset for the Mavs. You know, uh, people could say he's not worth the money, but I I think with the CBA negotiations, his contract might be a steal. And, you know, I, I think this is Christian Wood being happy for for Luca is something that, you know, I, I didn't really see much from KP when he was here. Uh, there, there was a lot of times where KP would just be in the moment and uh, Christian Wood just really embraces Luca. And, and I really love to see it. Something I also love to see on the timeline was just all the NBA players, current, uh, former players, you know, recognizing what just happened. And it, it's something that I still can't believe just happened. And I, I watched the entirety of the game and I'm like, the, uh, I was watching uh, on my phone too on on Bally, and Bally has this little score box on on top of the screen, and I was like closely mon- monitoring it, and I, I seen fifty eight, then I seen fifty nine, and I was like, oh shit, he's gonna get sixty, ain't he? And sure enough, it showed sixty, and then it, it was a slight delay. And Luca hits uh, the next free throw to get sixty, and I was just like, "Bro, I like, those free throws, man!" He was so tired, he was <laughs> so tired. Yeah, you you could tell. Like after the timeout, he's just leaning back, closing his eyes a little, and and just taking a uh, small breaths, trying to drink some water in between. And when he comes out of his timeout, he's literally bent over hands on his knees, and, and it's just, wow. I, how much left did he have in the tank if this game was to go a, a little bit longer? You you know, would we see 65, 70? But, man, uh, I, I was going to be on this broadcast uh, disappointed if the 50 point at that time uh, was going to end up in an in a L. Because it's just an indictment of what we've been saying and what you and Josh have always been saying is if our guys aren't making shots, it's like it's going to be an L. And especially with with R.J. Barrett leaving the game early with a – That was gross. Did you see his hand? Yeah, it was a big just – that that was nasty. But That sort of of thing that can wreck a couple of weeks. I feel bad for him. Man. Yeah. And and then also like with Jalen Brunson, it, it's like I wanted to see Jalen Brunson play tonight, but obviously he he didn't play because he suffered an injury earlier uh, on the Christmas game. But it, it's just like all right, well they're missing two of their best players. Julius Randle is just gonna be a madman because he's playing in his home city, which he was. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, also Mitchell Robinson w- was playing really damn good, and Dude's also a Californian Condor. My God, is he big? Right, and and Quentin Grimes, like somebody who I, I said in one of our group chats that I wanted earlier in the season before like the Cam Reddish talk started happening, but man, Quentin Grimes really just showed out tonight as well. And I was like, man, this is looking very just impossible that the Mavs are going to walk away with a, 
a W and just leave it up to Luca. I mean, be, between what he did today uh, and the Clippers game uh, and the playoffs, hitting the buzzer beater, uh, I just don't know what else to say about Luca. He's he's fucking phenomenal. He's a fucking goat. <laughs> like the, the, that's like that's what's so funny. And you know, I I think it's personality. Some of these guys, like Devin Booker, for example, is just like such a good looking man. He has a hard time being goofy. Whereas Luca, you know, he's got those cupping things on his arm. My wife is like, "Do you think that stuff actually works?" Like, I, and like, I'm I'm on ESPN right now, Dallas Mavericks homepage, like within there, and there's Luca with this shitting grin on his face, and he's like waving, like just such an asshole, and he's our asshole. I love it. Right, and, and it's like, well, in the playoffs, we call him asshole Luca, but. Uh, it's just tonight. I, I it didn't really seem like he was being an asshole. He was just playing his game, and it, it was just such a, a great thing to see. And I, I'm glad all of us here tonight uh, in this live got to witness one of the greatest events in NBA history in all 75, 76 years of the NBA, and, and we got to win, witness one of the greatest performances ever that's not even a hyperbole yeah (laughs) it's it breaks it my my favorite i don't even my timeline is a mess right now but someone shared that photo of uh russell westbrook like staring at the mvp photo or trophy like angry and it's clearly like from like one of kp's things and somebody shared it with the the tweet of you know, Luca, Luca saw Dirk get a trophy. <laughs> just, it just man, man, the NBA content is great, and you're right about the NBA players. I honestly miss some of that stuff, but I've been looking for it. This is this stuff is is top notch. Sorry, Jason. That Jason Gallagher says that someone is me. <laughs> Give me credit, Kurt. And so, for those of y'all who don't know, Jason Gallagher there in the chat wrote uh, "Holly Luca," which my son does not know that that is not the original song. Uh, found that out this Christmas whenever it was like playing on the radio. Tim Cato in the chat too. We got all sorts of celebrities right. in here. Jose, thank you so much for hanging out. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Cato, Jason Gallagher, uh, of course, Josh, and you. I appreciate you always bring me up, Kirk, when I join. You're the man. Jose runs 77 Spaces along with a couple of other folks, Jazz and Dwight. and No, it's uh, Rolo. What's wrong with me? <laughs> um, I, I'm in so many group chat. Yeah, don't tell Rolo. Who get mad at me? All right. Thanks so much, Jose. We'll talk soon. All right. He runs that 77 Spaces. Hashtag 77, the number spaces. You can search it out on Twitter. They do wonderful, fun pregame content. Again, I'm going to keep going through people, but if you guys don't mind, I when I see some people who are working on a deadline, like uh like like my man here tim cato star of dune 2 what's going on tim hey what's good wait where's jason gallagher bring him up he's down there do you want me to bring him up too yes he was up here a while ago but yeah you guys i want want to hear him again we can talk about leonard cohen so what's up guys um hi hi jason i I just wanted to say that tim cato is a narcissist (laughs) (laughs) I I I reject this. I I I I don't like where the the direction where this is headed already. Jason, you can't do this to me. I'm having my recovery beer, but but I'm not I'm not finished yet. Yeah, that recovery beer quote. 
for a man whose English is like his third language is an incredible line. No, was, no, like, Callie Kaplan had to post. Callie Kaplan had to get Luca to help uh he, she had to help him pronounce uh comparison. And and I only say that as in like, yeah, this is not his main language, and every once in a while like he still runs short of things and the idea that he has recovery beer in his lingo which implies that he often has a recovery beer and talks about it which that makes him so funny to me yeah (laughs) anyway what's going on tim what are you thinking nothing much i just wanted i wanted to see what jason uh, gallagher's recovery beer of choice was okay you know what question uh my recovery beer is called lava um it's a whiskey and it's awesome um, but I, but I, I want to say something that I meant to say earlier, which is basically, what is the MVP award if it doesn't go to Luka Doncic? That's what I'm going to say. Tim, you're you're an expert. Give it to me. I think that the most valuable player award is typically awarded to the player with a lot of value, and yeah. also this season, Luka Doncic. I believe that is how mm-hmm. the award legally is supposed to be assigned um yes yes so. and, and, and and i've seen a lot of arguments for tatum who's been an amazing season uh Jokic also just like the on-off numbers are insane but uh i don't know fellas i would take either of those rosters over Josh, mute your phone your your phone is blowing up dude my man is getting texts Leave i him know on. josh is famous okay. <laughs> anyway um, no, but like those rosters, those the, the Nuggets and the Celtics, like all these other rosters are are are. They, I would take them in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know. I I just am like, uh, I'm just I, I'm seeing a lot of like weird arguments for for why not to give Luca the MVP award. And I don't know if you've seen Glass Onion, but I feel like Benoit Blanc in that where he's just like. No, it's just dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking about valuable players, and I cannot fathom a more valuable player. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks right now, as of tonight, do not have to play in the play-in tournament. Like, are we kidding, Heath? Like, we pretty good run. I mean, like, one three. If they finish, really helps. if they finish top four in the West, I think it's it's it might be a lock. But they, I think they have to get get the top four. Yeah. If it's if he's in sixth or in the play-in, I think that makes it easier for voters to come up with an excuse. But if he's top four in the West, I think that, might, that might seal the deal. And if we're being realistic, like the way the narrative of the award works is that you've got to have a couple fifty-point games, you've got to have a sixty-point game like this to really vault to the top. But once you're considered the favorite it does actually take a lot of work to dislodge you from that spot. And it, yes, of course it's a narrative award. And like, that's why KD is surging because KD has this, you know, the, the nets on a loving game win streak, despite all that happened, you know, it was all self-inflicted errors, but all the stuff that happened is the way that it's talked about and the nets are overcoming it. And Luca, you know, getting a win in a game that the Mavericks had no business winning and doing it in the way that he did and being fundamental to every step of the process of doing it. And, you know, having a stat line that nobody has had before, that is the type of thing that all of a sudden makes you the front runner. And unless, you know, like the team has to keep winning. It's a long season. There's a lot of games in front of us, but unquestionably, I I suspect that he's going to be right up there at the top of these, these kind of 
hypothetical rankings that are going around right now. And I think he's going to be staying up there for quite some time. Uh, just off the power of, you know, a 50-pointer than a 60-pointer in the fashion that he did, you know, like he did tonight. I just, I don't even know. It's so funny because I've been talking about this game for over an hour now. And I don't know what to say. It's amazing. Well, thank you guys for hanging out. I'm yeah, gonna let and, some of these other knuckleheads come up and, and hang out with Josh and I. And, and for for you know that was that was great stuff from Tim, who is for nar- maybe you're not a narcissist. I don't know. I, I just oh no, know. I definitely am. <laughs> but I'm just also it. good at talking about Luca. Here, I'll but, say one more thing. The one thing that I'm really drawn to, um, and I'm always drawn to this, but Luca's personality, it's like I I, I start to want to describe it as like false humility. Except it's not humble. Luca is not humble. Luca knows exactly no. how good he is. All he's doing when he goes up to the post game is like he's saying he can't explain it. He's saying that there's nothing inherent to himself that is like yeah. this is why I'm the best player ever. You know, he knows he is, and he's not pretending he's not. He's That's not being, being modest, but he's also not like it's not. He doesn't think it's some unique attribute, you know, it's not his, you know, it's not some work ethic that's beyond anybody else. It's, it's not, you know, something about him. He's just, it just happens to be him. And he's just like, well, I can't explain it, but yeah, I'm really good. And I, I'm going to let you guys figure out why that is, you know, because I don't know any more than you guys do. Um, That's your job. And I think that's – I'm just always drawn to that when Luca does stuff like this and we ask him about it and he's like, I don't know. I'm just having fun, you know? I love it. You're right. So I'm going to go write a little bit about that. Go write a little just bit. Just the game in general. So Anyway, that's yeah. Tim Cato. You guys know him from The Athletic, but he was Josh and I's boss at MavsMoneyBall.com. Jason Gallagher I've also put on the masthead a time or two, even though he is famous for being all over the internet. Thanks for joining us again, boys. Goodbye. Jason, nice to chat with you. Josh didn't say hello, but hello and goodbye. And Kirk, thank you. And <laughs> well, we'll see you all. Yes. Be good, guys. Uh. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Bouncing off what Tim said, sure. Like talking about like Luca doesn't really need to explain like he's his humbleness and like he just knows he's that good. Like maybe this is what I write about. Like it's a surprise. Like the dude won MVP in the Euro League at 18 years old. Like Mm. talk about all the things that Luca has done in his career. Will anyone do that again? Win Euro League MVP as an 18 year old? Like. He played an NBA preseason game when he was 17 16. and he yeah. looked 16 and he looked fine. Like he looked like a rotation player. Like, I, like, I don't know what's like, there's a part of me that's like, this is unbelievable. But then there's a part of me that's like, no, we're right on schedule. Like, I mean, we saw this coming, right? Like this is, 
This is who that he's that dude to to steal from. You know, he is about him. Their, like as as my friend yeah. Andrew Sharp loves to say, though Sharp <laughs> hates Luca. It's my favorite recurring bit from him. Um, I'm also not convinced <laughs> he actually watches Luca play basketball. But that's another thing. Um, all right, I'm going to go to the next guy, Josh. As always, please stay for as long as you want, and we're going to get to everybody, even though we still have lots of people left. Mr. Ramundo, how are you? Welcome to the show. I think this is your first time up. If you come uh, hit the mute button when you come out of the chat, it's down there at the bottom of the page, and it'll take the icon off your profile, and you should be able to talk. And until then, hey, how are you? How's it going? Welcome. Um, Don't call in very often. This is the first time, actually, been listening occasionally after Maverick bosses. And I couldn't take it, so I kind of just, uh, you know, can't take all the negativity all the well, time. I I'm totally more... understand. This, yeah. is, this, is, this space can be more fun for, like, bitching out loud than, like, getting on Facebook and me yelling at my high school friends. That was Oh, yeah, for I sure. Thought. I always tell my wife, I'm like, everyone complains about this team, but then they love them when they do something spectacular. 100%. So, like, tonight I was like, I'm going to get on here and say a couple Thank things. Thank you for joining us. What are you thinking? Um, well, first, I'm a season ticket holder, and I'm kind of – annoyed that I didn't go to the game today but my wife's pregnant we have two kids and so we just been kind of um you know been helping her out, out well, shout out, out for holding the... on to those tickets while while your wife is pregnant so you made you made the good you made the right choice yeah I just didn't get to go to the game today so it was a little bit annoying but I it's understand. you know yeah so I go to as many as I can I'm definitely going to the Celtics game um but what I wanted to say was I never turn off Maverick games early um, and I think the, the three point negativity got to me and I was like, they're shooting like 30% today. So mm-hmm. this game's over. And my wife is like watching the game with me, like not wanting to watch it. And she's like, well, all they got to do is make three, three pointers and they'll come back in the game. I'm like, that's impossible. They're not <laughs> sure. going to do that. <laughs> so, and so all of a sudden I turned it off, went to the Shaq documentary that I've been watching all day. And, um, which is spectacular. This is recommended watch. Is that on uh, HBO? It is. Okay. And um, talked about like his best game was 61 points, which is really funny coming back to the day. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden I get that notification and I'm like, the game's tied. I got to go back. And so we, we went back and we watched the game together and it was just spectacular. Just watching the whole thing. And then we watched it from, you know, live on overtime and then went back and rewatched the last 30 seconds, which was like phenomenal. So that's all I wanted to say. It was just, I never turn off the game. And then I, I still ended up watching it, but, I just can't believe I just like they came back. So, well, I'm glad you came back. I'm glad you still followed with the alerts, and I'm glad you joined us tonight. Thanks so much. Yeah, well, thank you for putting it on, and I'll you know check back in and just you know shut up and listen. All right, my man. Talk soon. All right, let's go to a lot of people. Brandon. Brandon's been watching the Mavs since you know before probably since before they were the Mavs. What what did you think of tonight's preposterously historical game? Man, uh, the first, I mean, after, after the end of the regular, um, after the end of four, I was like, um, man, but just, just like what you're saying, just real quick, when I started watching, it was basically the Superston, it was WGN and uh, I'm, I'm from Amarillo. And so we had, uh, it was something before Fox Sports Southwest They came in later on. It was like, a, it was a Dallas, actually a Dallas, uh, TV station, like a regular channel that it came on. So uh, those were the only choices. So inherently I was like, man, uh, Dallas comes on at a time where I don't have to go to bed. So uh, let's go Mavs. That's right. I love it. That's yeah. funny. 
but yeah, so uh, I kind of got a different a different uh, view of, of of it. So after the um, when it, when it went to overtime, I was like, man, who who's done something like this with a you know with just at average talent? And I was thinking about all of the teams that just like you know kind of will their way you know to the championship and. Um, Three teams I could think about were the 04 Pistons, the 2010 uh, Lakers, and uh, uh, well, four teams. It was the 04 Pistons, the 10 Lakers, uh, the 16 um, Cavs, and the 19 Raptors. Uh, so I was like, man, you know, they they kind of had, you know, that one guy. Even 04, they had, you know, Rip. That was his time. Um, he yep. had a, a lot of support as well. But you know, it was kind of like his coming out party. Um, that Tayshawn Prince wasn't even in his prime yet, and uh, Chauncey Billis was still kind of, you know, he was still Mr. Big Shot, but, you know, he was still kind of like that, um, I guess, that Spencer-type dude. But, you know, I was looking at – I went to ESPN, and I was looking at Kobe's numbers and the Lakers' numbers, you know, that 2010 season and uh, Luka's numbers uh, for, for just for this year. And, man, they're just so much comparable. I mean, like the points, the minutes played, uh, uh, probably not rebounds because Luka has them on that, but – Everything down to the to the turnovers, the assists, uh, uh, personal fouls, everything was really comparable. So, Which you know, year? me, I'm kind of like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Which year was that? It was the it was the one when the, when Kobe won the very last one in 2010. Mm, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. It was that it was that roster right there. So I mean, everything is comparable all the way. If you look at Kobe's numbers that year and look at Luca's numbers that year. Everything is just pretty much aligned. Luca has about a couple of points right now, but I'm pretty sure that'll balance out. You know, after uh, after end of the season, but you know, like like I was saying, uh, I'm kind of like a half full, half empty glass type of person. Just being optimistic about you know, kind of piggybacking off of what the other other colleges said uh, about you know, trying to you know, stay optimistic about the season. And I mean, I, Kobe had a terrible uh, roster that year when they won it, and I think he knew it. And you know, I, to me, heavy. yeah. It was very top heavy. It was very top heavy. Uh, but you know, to me, that was probably Kobe's greatest championship. Probably, arguably, one of the greatest championship teams, just because of what he—not the best championship team, but the best series ever. The way that he willed his way through that. But I mean, if you just look at you know those four teams, you know, I was looking at you know how many points the players scored. And it's kind of like you said, most teams has you know uh, five people scoring in double figures. Uh, the Mavs right now have four and those other teams that had pretty pretty similar numbers. So, you know, just staying optimistic. The Mavs has just kind of, you know, got to stay the course and hopefully everything will fall into place. But man, I'm just I'm just glad for Luca because um you know a lot of the you know major channels they bandwagon hop and I mean Luca catches a lot of flack on a lot of these stations. So I'm pretty sure tomorrow everybody's gonna be patting him on his back. But I'm just like good for the Mavericks fans, for Luca, you know, because he kind of kind of is proven that you know he is the MVP, he's the most valuable player because you know without without him scoring what he did, there's no way the Mavs would have won. And just that first half, I was looking at it. Well, excuse me, right before it was, I think it was the third quarter. Luca had like forty something, and the three starters together, including Dwight. Matter of fact, they all pretty much were had less points than what Luca had during that that third quarter. I'm like, man, this dude is just like putting on a putting on a show but you know I didn't think that he would do what he did but I mean it's just a testimony that you know it doesn't really go to the most valuable player it goes to kind of you know the most popular person talked about on, on ESPN or something like that but I mean good for Luca because you know he's proven himself and even if he don't win it this year I mean I think everybody knows who the real NBA MVP is 
It's funny though because I, I watch these games, and you know I don't want to do this tonight. You know we still got a lot of people to talk, but it's like I watched that Jokic game the night against Phoenix in the double overtime game. He had forty-one, fifteen, and fifteen. It's just like good God, and then like while shooting like sixty plus percent from the field, he just God. man. Him and him and Luca and Curry and Durant are probably the the four most impressive offensive players in basketball right now. And I just I, I yeah. would I would watch them as often as I can. So. Well, looking at that out, dude. Man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, we'll talk, talk. You know, hopefully Thursday when we win again, because uh, that's the way this is going to go. All right, again, guys. There's a lot of you waiting. Appreciate you waiting. We're going to get to everybody. Charles, what's up, my man? Charles, Mr. Charles Pruitt. He hits me up on Instagram, and I don't always respond because I don't always check Instagram. But that's okay. Hi, right. Charles. How you doing? Hey, Kurt. What's happening? Man, I was I was ready to be I was thoroughly ready to be disappointed. I was just like, man, we just can't hit any shots. And I was just like, what? We had like 82 points through three quarters and then 44. I mean, considering how tough it was for us to score against them tonight, it didn't look good. It just stunk like we've been. You know, we play well, and then we lose again. You know, and that's just – I had that feeling, and I was just like, I could not believe what they were doing. And then after what – when I looked back over it now, I, I like, rewatched the last couple of – maybe a minute and a half or two minutes in regulation, and it was like even when we would get it to, like, within six, they would get back get it back up to nine. They just hit another three. It's like, come the, on. Like, no, yeah. Like, stop hitting threes. It's driving me crazy. But then even we got those three three-point plays. We got two three-point shots, yeah. and we got the three-point play. Uh, but then that one guy hit both his free throws. So weren't we down, like, four? And then Dinwiddie hits that three. And then finally it was we were still down two, and then it was just like, I mean, it, it was just – uh, and unbelievable. And, you know, and I got to say that that the guy, the guy who came out and talked, John Thornton, man, that that is that's almost more touching than really than how impressive Luca was. Tonight. Well, it, it's it's just a reminder of like why we it's a reminder of like the community and the bonds you form, like when you watch this stupid sport. Right. Like, you know, there was this really weird. There's this really weird tweet by like a, a Taylor fucking Swift fan account where it's like people that play sports ball are stupid. Nobody can sing, you know, singing music. <laughs> and it was like this last nine. I've never seen a tweet get murdered so hard. It had like twenty five thousand quote tweets the last time I saw it. This is very inside <laughs> baseball for nobody that watches Twitter or for nobody that's on Twitter. But it just it, it when you watch people do something that you've never seen done before, the collective experience of watching that with somebody you care about brings you closer together which is why we started doing these because you know we the christmas day show i don't i don't remember if you tuned in but we had um a couple of folks from slovenia call in it was it was uh you know uh, it was so nice where it's just like it's like people around the world they're like oh we we want to watch this basketball game with other people and that's why you do it like it's you know, sometimes, like, particularly with, like, God knows this, this isn't the case, you know, with fathers and brothers. And it's like people grow apart. That's, like, natural. And so if you have that, like, common bond which brings you back, even if it's something as silly as sports, it's just so fucking important. 
So yeah, it's I'm, true. Obviously. I when I like when I was first becoming an NBA addict, I, I I went, I was in Waco, and I got to see Vinny Johnson playing. I'd, I'd go see him, and I was like, this guy, he's like, he looks like a circus act or something. You know, and he's, you know, he's like, I mean, he's, his arms are longer than his legs. And he does this crossover. You could not see anybody who does a crossover like Vinny Johnson. But <laughs> the way he hit that, that winning shot. And so I started following. The reason I started really getting, becoming an NBA addict, I'm, I'm busing tables at a, a, a restaurant in Portland, Maine. And I'm going up and down these stairs. And I get Achilles tendonitis wearing heels. And I, I don't know why I'm wearing fucking heels doing this stupid job. But <laughs> I, I, I saw on the TV, the Celtics are playing the Pistons. Dantley is still a maverick. And Johnson and Dantley have friendly fire head collision. Dantley goes to the hospital. Johnson's still in the game. And once I noticed that Johnson was a piston, that's when I started following them. I had to watch them lose in seven to the Lakers. Then I kind of watched them finally come back the next three years. And all those great Bulls, um, all that. So I was a big Pistons fan. But then, of course, they tore the team apart. And I thought, and I started looking while I was coming back from Illinois where I was in school. I was like, well, Dallas is always in the basement. You know, I'm fr- I was born in Dallas. And I was like, and I see my dad. I grew up with my mom. My dad was a neurologist in Dallas for 30 years. And so when I'm coming back, finishing my degree, uh, I want to go see a real-life game. So I'm, I'm in Waco. I haven't moved to Austin yet. And I go see a Reunion Arena game with my dad before, before he's completely declined. I, I kind of knew that he was having some troubles because my mother let me know. Apparently, he was getting Parkinson's. But he hadn't checked into an Alzheimer's center yet, fortunately. And so we, we went to the Reunion Arena game. This is back there playing the, the, the Rockets. And it was those guys, you know, Pippen and Barkley's declining. And, and Vin, I think Van Exel's still on. on he's, he's, no, he's on the – no, no. Van Exel's not yet a maverick. Uh, but he, he loves to come to Dallas and kick their ass because he's yes. from he's his son's there and he always wants to put on a show for him. So, but we went to that game and my dad he, he I used to go to see the the Cowboys or the Rangers when I come visit him, and but he'd never go to basketball. So you'd look at his face when I was screaming at the game and, and he looked scared. <laughs> and, he, and he says, "Here, you keep these binoculars. I can't see with them anymore." And, but, you know, he's complaining about he's losing his hair, you know, and uh, was, so it was really, it is kind of hearing what John said about that. It really is pretty cool to, uh, to do stuff with your family and, and see great stuff. And, but we still are people We're those, these right. guys, these guys are amazing, but we're still people. But man, Hey, love the game. It was just such an amazing, this guy's. And I, you know, kid is right. We just cannot take this for granted. I mean, he really is one of the greatest. I'm going to let somebody else come up, man. Charles, thanks for coming up. I always appreciate you. Love you, Kirk. You too, brother. Thanks for doing it. Talk soon. All right. We're in an hour. Let's see how long we can do this. We, we the, the record on Ringer is like three and a half hours. Maybe we'll just hang out forever. Krishna, what's up, man? 
Christian a second. He's going to come out of the chat. I know he's deep in the chat. That or he's falling asleep already. One of the two. And he'll he'll come up. Eric, how are you? Sorry about that. There he is. I walked away from my phone for like five minutes. See, Um, that's when I call you, though. (laughs) Perfect timing. I, I think I talked about this a while ago. This game, like, reiterates it. To to watch Dirk, like, you know, kind of like the first love, and then and then see this. This is – God, this was literal NBA history, Kirk. Yeah. Like, you know it. I mean, like, 60-21-10. and 10. No one has done it. Like, you can't even say Wilt has done it. You can't say Oscar has done it. No one has done it. That's where one I have a, somebody shared a, a in a group chat that I'm in. It says it's a meme that says when you beat the since real allegations, <laughs> and I'm yes. Just dying. Yes, I saw that, and it's like you can't take this for granted anymore. Like uh, anyone, like I don't care. I, like I, like any anybody time anybody anytime anyone says anything about Luca, like you could be negative. Like we can say whatever we want, but like. This game just goes down in the history books forever because, like, this is a game. Like, you know, I don't know if they do this in the NBA, but I know they do in the NFL when people have legendary moments or games. Like, this is a game where you take Luca's jersey, shorts, shoes, whatever the hell he was wearing tonight, and you put them in the Hall of Fame because that's, like, that's what he just did. And, like, there's no argument about who's the best player, like, who who's the best player from that draft, like, this guy's 23, Kirk. Like, he's doing stuff that Wilt and Oscar and LeBron and MJ and, like, every single player you can put on your Mount Rushmore and talk about in NBA history have never done at 23. Right. Shout out, it, sorry, I have to be petty for a minute. Shout out to our man, RP3 Natural, Rashad Phillips, legendary draft oh analyst who fucked up twice in a row with both Luca and Is Brian. he the guy that talked about Luca has slow feet in traffic? Yeah, he challenged Coop. He, he challenged oh. Chuck Cooperstein to a fight. So he's This guy just, is yeah. so dumb. Also, there's this great Twitter account that does, like, really bad takes. Well, and that, that Twitter account had retweeted him so many times after the 2018 draft and during that season that Rashad blocked him. Oh, yeah. And now all of his tweets are resurfacing as photos because of Great. it. Oh, I mean, I, I, look, I hate look, to be a petty shit about that. No, no, no. Just, look, like, we have to. We have yeah. to. Because unfortunately, as a Mavs fan, I don't want to think about anything else. You know? Like, well, we saw the Dirk statue. in the NBA when all the best <laughs> players are fucking overseas guys. It's I mean, literally. Because really basketball is global. <laughs> Listen, it's it's it happens in every sport, right? Like, Lionel Messi is from Argentina. Like you can't, mm. and you can't deny that that guy is like one of the greatest players to ever play that sport. Right. And like, even if it's an English English game, technically, like he's the greatest in that sport to ever play. It's it's like that's what you're watching right now. This guy is like the greatest to ever play, and it it makes it so much sweeter when I think about a few more things. That Hawks fans could have had this guy. That's one. That Kings fans could have had him. That's two, especially that amazing video of that Kings fan celebrating when they don't draft Luca. That is a top 10 video of all time, watching that. And then right. the best one for me is that Suns fans could have had Luka Doncic. Suns fans don't think about this. Their backcourt right now could have been Luka Doncic and Devin Booker instead of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I, I, I'll be honest, 2018, I wanted... Yeah, and like Ishan said, Igor Kokoshkov 
the former Mavs offensive coach, former Slovenian head coach, and now um, the Boston, Boston, Brooklyn Nets offensive coach was the head coach of the Suns and begged them to draft of the Nets, right? Of the Nets, right, Sean? Sorry, I'm like, I'm losing my mind so much because of how insane this is. Begged the Suns to draft him and they said no. Like, and I also remember in 2018, we drafted Luca. I was so excited. And I also wanted Devin Booker. But you know what? I could care less about that right, right now because, like, the fact that this guy drops 60, 21, and 10 and then has a quote like, I want a recovery beer. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't drink alcohol, but, like, I want to drink a recovery beer right now. Right, something. Something. Like, to just think. like this you, guy. I need some tea. Yeah, like, this <laughs> This guy, like, he shocks you every time. Like, and, and the stat, like Tim McMahon put out, teams were 13,885 13, or, oh, 13,885 being down by nine with 30 seconds to go. Like, some of that, I think Josh had a tweet earlier. It's like retribution for the OKC game. Like, this is like, I, I don't even know how you put it into words. Like, we've seen history with Dirk, like, all the insane things he's done. But, like, the fact that you can watch this guy in Dallas is, like, there is just no, there's just no arguments anymore. Like, I don't, like, I don't care what anyone ever says. Because, like, just watching him do this stuff, like, this is all I can ever think of. Like, anytime anyone ever says anything about Luca. All you have to do is drop 60, 21, and 10. What are you going to say to that? Yeah. You cannot argue with me. Like, you're, who are you going to argue with? He did stuff that – you want to say MJ is the GOAT? Sure. But sure. Luca also dropped 60, 21, and 10. Big fan. Right. Like, 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 it's not even to disrespect guys like Jokic and Giannis. Well, I love those guys. I think those guys are all-time great players also, like – you know, they also put in a ton of work, but like this is a just a different level, and like the fact that he has fun doing it too, and is like a complete kind of like shithead sometimes. <laughs> like, like the all the quotes, like Callie Kaplan had a quote, like he was talking about it after the game, and she was explaining like Luca was explaining why he started just dancing after he makes the insane like rebound shot, and he was like, "Oh, I thought we won the game." And it's just like that kind of stuff just endears him so much more. And like literally all the, you can't no fan. And I don't think any fan ever will, but no fan can ever blame this guy for what he's done. And I think like he will have a special place in my heart, different from Dirk. Like, cause you know, you can always have special place, places in your heart for athletes, but Luca has like cemented himself in Dallas folklore history forever. And that is like something special. And there's, I'm just so excited. Like, I don't even know if I can sleep tonight. <laughs> it's that bad. But um, I want to give other people a chance to talk because I took up too much time. Krishna, Thank you so much, man. Kirk. Thanks for hanging out. Everyone have a good night. All right. Talk soon. Woo. How are we doing? Let's go. We got a lot. I, I'm, I'm really sorry for making people wait. Joseph, what's up? Hit that mute button when you uh, come out of the chat one more time. should be there at the bottom of your screen. Um, yeah, hey, I got you. Hey, uh, just mad props to the wood close out on the corner to three, man. How good was that? Uh, that? That's an effort fucking play, man. That's what wins you games. 
And let's just just offer him the max. Don't play games. Christian Wood fan, let's do this. I love it. I don't know what they're going to do, and I'm not going to offer commentary on what they should do because no one ever listens to me anyways. Um, Thanks for hanging out, Joseph. That's an awesome bit. David, what's up, man? <laughs> David, what's going on? His profile photo is making me laugh. I'm not going to read it. Um, yeah, guys, just like I, I've, I, I, Josh always, he, he's here in the, Josh is still hanging out with him here, but uh, he, he goes ahead and what, what do you want me to talk about, Jason? You said, I will go on strike if this isn't talked about on the pod. Like what? That we didn't talk about Christian Wood enough. Christian Wood had two blocks again. That was crazy. All right, Dave, if you can't uh, come back up on stage here in a little bit, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting. Um, Jason Gallagher is a producer on JJ uh, Reddick's podcast, so, so maybe, that will, maybe that'll come up. David, what's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? I can. Thanks for uh, trying again. What's going on? Can you hear me? Sorry. Yep, we can. What's going on? <laughs> I just wanted to say the, uh, the balls on Spencer Dinwiddie to shoot that three. I think when we were down five, I don't remember exactly the number, but the balls just to shoot that was wild. I mean, he's just, he's, he's kind of quietly turned he's into like Paul Steph Curry. Oh, I love it. I mean, just, I, I wasn't expecting it. I was just expecting the ball to go to Luca and then he just pulls that shot. I was like, wow. And then he made it, which I mean, kind of turned the game around in my opinion, but, all of a sudden, they were there. It's wild. But no, I just wanted to, to bring up that Spencer shot. I hadn't heard anyone talk about it yet, and it was just wow. There's so many things to talk about in this game. David, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming up. Yep, have a good one. Yeah, I, I in the podcast with Josh, I described it as um like like the something out of the um Nebraska like option. It's like a whole bunch of guys went one way and then, then everybody else went a different direction. Brett, what's up, man? As a Luca scholar, you probably have takes for us. Hey, Kurt. So I don't have that much other than like the last few seconds of overtime were just ridiculous. The fact that he hit two consecutive shots, like, like, like off offensive rebounds hanging in the air, like the first, like hitting, hitting one of those is ridiculous, but hitting a second one. Don't even know how to put it into context, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I mean, for one of the other things that I feel like is that I like looking back at it, kind of overlook is that like he had, you know, they had started to make it, you know, a dent in the lead with like a minute left, and then Luca like proceeded to have like two really terrible turnovers, just like <laughs> handed the ball right back to the Knicks. He only had four, and he had two in like in like seventy seconds. I was about to die. Yeah, they were like consecutive possessions, and but like to come back from that and still manage to do what he did, like, he didn't, you know, he didn't get rattled, he didn't get like, that's true. you know, in his own head or be get like. Oh, that's very true. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, because because after that, you know, because I was like, oh, you know, with like a minute and a half left, I was like, oh, you know, maybe they can, you know, hit some shots, but and then he, you know, made a good shot and then got a, I think he got it, like they got an offensive rebound. And then he just immediately like threw the ball away. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, that's it." Um, yeah, which that's why you just never turn it off. Like, like it, it 
it's not the same level of importance, but it's like the people who left the Heat uh, Spurs game a billion years ago, and the Spurs and the Heat came back to to win on the the Ray Allen three. It's like you just don't you don't leave sports early. This is why. Yeah, I I once left a NCAA tournament game where I think it was like Nevada back when they had those two twins on that team, and they came back from like down twenty, and I definitely left that game at halftime. So so I've I've definitely learned my lesson in the past, and we'll let. I love it, man. Well, thanks for coming up and hanging out with us. No problem. Thanks. All right. It's my phone. I'm at 25% battery. Let's see how long we can make this go. 808, what's up, man? Thanks for hanging out and waiting. I know uh, you've been in here a while. I I apologize. (laughs) It's all good, man. Trust me, after a game like that, I can understand why everybody wants to talk. But um, I want to play a little game. Can you guess Christian Wood's stat line since he's been starting? Really good because his agent sends me messages. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? He's averaging around 18 and a half points, nearly 10 rebounds. But what I'm looking at is the two and a half blocks, the two and a half assists, and the uh, one and a half steals. Like he's actually buying into the game. And listen, I know it's a small sample size, but I mean, think about it. If Dodo and. Uh, Reggie play like they played last year and make uh, Christian Woods uh, defensive inefficiencies not as bad as we know they can be. Like, who's to say this team really couldn't make a run? Maybe this is the high of the game, but who says they couldn't make a run uh, towards the end of the season, make the playoffs? I don't know, get a higher seed. But after the game like this, man, like, you have to get Luka the help that he needs to have a competent roster. You just have just to. Just one more guy. Like, just one more guy. Far away. It's, it's, that's, that's all it where, takes. Yeah, just a guy Kirk, who can dribble. Can it please not be a guy that has like a, a like maybe like a half a ACL? Well, this is going to piss Chicago? off our man Dwight, our, our, man, our, our, our man Dwight in our group chat, but we need to put Kemba on ice for about a month and a half. Just like keep him ready until right after All-Star break. And then we play him in a break glass in a case of emergency, like 20 minutes once a week. And that's a Kimba Walker game. That's what we get. No more of this 42-minute horse shit. Because <laughs> I think Kimba can help. He can help somebody. Put him in a trade package. He can help us. We're not going to tell Dwight you said that. He'll be mad. No, don't tell him. Listen, I know there's a line. Go ahead. I uh, appreciate you having time for me tonight. You're the man. Thanks for hanging out and waiting so long. All right, let's go with Micah, who I know has been Jones in the chat because he texts me like right after the game. What's up? Give Micah a second. See what he thinks. Um, I have a feeling his audio is not working though. So Micah, try back up here in a minute. We're going to go to Simon, who's also been waiting forever. Simon, what's up, man? Uh, Make sure the green lights lighten up around your name, folks, when you're talking. Those of you who have been waiting for a while in the chat, if you've uh, pulled yourself out, it's probably part of the problem. Josh, you look like you got something to say. Nope, Josh Bo doesn't have anything to say either. We're just getting to the point in the night where the app doesn't work for anybody. Frank! Let's try Frank. Frank's going to speak in a sultry voice. Quiet. Because he's up late. Hey, do you got me? There we go. What's up? Yeah, man. Um, It's easy to say you know this feels like another like a leap i won't call it like a leap game but it's been like a leap week it's like this is the first time i I think luca has something to do with you know him playing you know the whole second half the last three out of four however many games and he's like 
cut the shit. You're not going to give me no help. I'll, I'll do it myself. Well, that, that Thanos, you know, I'm inevitable type thing, you know? So, um, I, I don't know what to say anymore, man. I'm, I'm just juiced, uh, listening to everybody. John's story was awesome. Everybody's super happy. Um, but this, this week feels like there was a game against the Spurs his sophomore year where he had like a 42 point triple double. And he was like the, the, you know, it was like, it was like the first quarter of the year and it was like, he's here. And then obviously the shot against the Clippers, this guy is really here in the playoffs, you know, and then whatever, then last year. And it's, it's another, is it not, not this game? Cause I'm, I don't want to recency bias and everything, but he, he might be taking another leap and uh, yeah, man, I don't know what to say anymore. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you guys just keep it going. So thanks, man. Yeah, when, when appreciate it, Frank. Thanks for coming up. The concept of like Luca taking another leap, where it's just like, does he go and play a different sport? Like, has he conquered basketball? Does he leave to go do something else? I'm not really sure. Okay, let's come, uh, Josh. You you punted yourself off, but now you're back up on stage. Yeah, Maybe the my app had like a. I think Megan was calling, my wife. Megan was calling me from another room. Josh, go to bed. You know, no, she just needs some help with something. But I think you said like if you ever get another audio source while you're in a room. Oh yeah, it does. My boss has mic- called me while I've been doing live shows. Yeah, <laughs> so I couldn't talk. Stuff. But so there's like three things I wanted to say, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't say it. But uh, I uh, the last caller or whoever the last caller was that was talking about Christian Wood. Um, we need to say this. Uh, I just looked it up. He has at least two or more blocks in seven straight games. That's incredible. Which, doesn't that feel like like totally under the radar? The like, broadcast just... has talked about it. It's meaningful. Oh, it's they did symbolic talk about it? okay, effort, good. even if it's not right. great. Right. And I think uh, a big part of him, you know, we remember we talked about like, hey, is him putting more of a defensive effort going to affect his offensive efficiency? And I think the, you know, Maybe the answer to that is yes, but I think what we're seeing is the trade-off is is probably worth worth it, right? Because uh, if you have him at least trying hard on defense, guess what? Luka can score. Apparently, he can score 60 points then to pick up the slack. So I guess they, they can live with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thanks, Josh. I'm going to bring up one more caller, then I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, that's fine. I I just wrote a – I just finished writing the column for tomorrow, so you guys can read that uh, when you wake up tomorrow morning. Outstanding. Schedule that bad boy for like 9 Will do. Yeah, I'm going to post a bunch of stuff overnight because I'm a lunatic. Josh and I doing Mavs editorial business <laughs> live. All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Josh. Juan, what's up, man? Juan, you there? Hit that unmute button. Hey. Sorry about that. How are we doing? Doing well. Um, yeah, thanks for bringing me up. I uh, I live in New York, and uh, I come to Knicks or Nets games every time uh, the Mavs are in town. And I just want to say I wish that this was the game that happened in New York about a month ago because that was a blowout. And um, didn't even get to see Luca play in the fourth quarter. Did get to see Tim Hardaway hit like five threes in a row, which was nice. But right, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just crazy having Luca is a. Uh, I can't imagine not having a player like him or rooting against him, or being like a Knicks fan right now. It's just uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 
crazy game. It's tough. It's 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 fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, like, what's the likelihood? Like, how? How? Often I mean, one in a bajillion. Like, it's never happened before. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how <laughs> that's how crazy it is. Yeah, that last play too. You know, like. You always see that strategy uh, and never plays out, you know, like missing that last free throw, getting a rebound, making the shot. That just like that never happens. And yeah. uh, and Luca made it happen. A true, a true magician. I'm grateful we we're able to watch him. It's preposterous. I'm trying yeah. not to uh, even when I don't want to watch, I always end up watching unless I like really have something going on because it's just you never know what kind of magic you're going to see. And there's just like really something different about watching him play live. Like a lot of people talk about being able to control a game. And that's something that you don't really see on TV. But when you watch him live, it like it it really is inexplicable how he can like control the tempo of a game and like yeah. the pace of a game and, you know, just make defenses do uh, just manipulate defenses. It's like really different seeing it in a in a live setting. Uh, versus like a TV. Yeah, it is very, very different. He's, I also don't think Luca's size and strength translate on TV very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's so cool. much stronger than everybody. That guy's huge. His, his back is like, uh, it, he's, it's, he's so wide. And you, when he backs someone down, you just, you just kind of like see them, like the defender struggle, you know, like containing his size and his legs are so thick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That guy's insane. Like people keep talking about how he's so unathletic, but um, no, he's thick. And there's there's really something about his size that you don't you don't like you said you don't see on TV. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for uh, hopping in and hanging out with us late. Yeah, thanks for uh, for letting me speak. All right, talk soon. Okay, coming up next and last, we're gonna see if we can get Micah on. Micah, what is happening? Micah, Micah's audio is not working again. That's okay. That's okay. He's going to be mad. He's going to send me a long DM. That's okay. Um, Guys, almost 90 minutes. 90 minutes of talking. We did a good job. We hung out. I see a lot of unfamiliar faces in the chat. Ideal. I want you to come hang out with me more often. I know it's not easy to do every game. When, uh, when my man Jesus earlier said, uh, you know, he just doesn't feel the, the negative vibes, I totally get that. I appreciate that. But if you only want to hop in here after wins, I get it. If you only want to hop in here after losses, I get that too. It's nice talking about sports with friends. And all y'all are my friends. Thanks for hanging out. This has been Mavs Party with Kirk Henderson. Josh Bow hopped up. We had a whole bunch of fans, friends, everything. Great hanging out with you guys. Go Mavs, and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, guys.